It's my favorite time of year again. Everybody starts to care again. Indulgence free from judgment. East Coast DNA back with another holiday themed episode. And today we have Campbell and Johnson. So welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having us. Hey. Now, I definitely want to get into, as I mentioned, it's kind of a Christmas theme run of episodes that I have going. So I definitely want to get into your new music. But before we get right into new tunes, maybe a little bit of history for anyone that isn't already aware of Campbell and Johnson. I I know that we've referenced you on the podcast before. And in the early days of the podcast, we used to have playlists. So I think think you were on a couple of those as well but for my own experience uh, christine i'm aware of you because you've been in pecto county performing in the past and i know you did some stuff with uh maybe dave gunning years ago yeah i I definitely have done like songwriter circles yeah with gunning it's kind of more been like the bruce guthrow okay circles and then there's just different uh festivals i always see him at and actually my solo album he mixed and mastered oh there you my, go my solo did, acoustic album i should say did you do the jubilee stage as well before yes we yeah. opened for uh steve earl there and blake was playing with me at the time but right at that point it was just me fronting the band well and i i knew of you from those things and music mountain i think you maybe did a mm-hmm. show out there as well but yeah. now Blake, no offensement by this, but I don't know where you came from. Um, I'm definitely aware of you now. My mom. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Um, I grew up in uh, Matt Uniac outside of Halifax, and I played in a rock band called The Stogies for a few years. And Chris and I met up and played. We've known each other for, for quite some time, and I started playing for her. And then eventually we started doing enough, like, sort of solo duo acoustic stuff where it was like they were long hours we both started singing it's just kind of like the condensed version is it just kind of transformed into mm-hmm. like okay we're kind of both uh being represented equally here we, we might as well um try doing uh we wanted to do at least one recording as a as a co-project and see how that went so seems to be going all right so we keep doing it, it that's that's the cole's notes version of it you know and is that the 2021 you put out your ep so is that like only a short time frame before that where you were going by campbell and johnson as an act yeah that was kind of our official Mm. launch of the campbell and johnston name to be honest it's still well into 2022 there's been plenty of times where we've still had uh it's actually campbell and johnston where where something will be there's, there's been lots of show posters where it's like, uh, not only is it like Christine just in the picture, but it's clearly a picture that I've been cropped out of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's happened like several times. So and, and just a little Johnson with the T because it's there's a T in the name. Yeah. And I find it so funny because musicians are supposed to have like unique ways of spelling their name, which I didn't do because I never planned on going by my name and it's too late now. Mm-hmm. But uh, Blake's got a unique spelling where it's Johnston. But like so many people forget that T. So we have to kind of go around to posters and just like put that little T in. And (laughs) I often introduce us or or end the night off by saying it's Campbell and Johnston with the T. (laughs) And now since that EP, 
you've just released singles. So we can talk about those individually. I'd, I'd like to actually, but uh, I'm curious, are you building up to a new album like in the foreseeable future here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The goal is spring of 2024. And that's what the Christmas song isn't, isn't going on that. But uh, the song we released on October 19th, Righteous, that will be on that record. And all the other things that we're releasing up until then will also be on the record. So we have the two Christmas singles, one that we released last year, yeah, um, 25th of December. And then this year is uh, it's Christmas time again, which we just released and hoping to eventually make a full Christmas album. Um, but for now, we just that we actually did our first vinyl with it. We got a little 45, which we are like selling in Christmas bundles, which is really cool. Mm. Um, but once we get the full album for our regular projects, right, just being the first of those uh, songs. We're going to put that on an album as well. So I, like a, a vinyl. So where can people get the holiday bundle then? Since we have a holiday themed episode here, maybe there's some people <laughs> looking to buy some presents. Basically just like reaching out to us. We didn't put on the website cause it's just like a limited run. Um, and we're just on the social so much. I feel like people check out more often our Facebook and Instagram, which is where we are the most YouTube but yeah, Facebook, Instagram, and then if you do go to the website, there's like a little place to email anyway. So CampbellandJohnstonMusic.com or just Campbell and Johnston uh, Facebook or Instagram. Like those are the main and we're very interactive. We'll either ship them or if we're planning on being <laughs> in your neck of the woods, you know, before whatever, we'll say December 17th, 25th? 18th. Well, <laughs> you know, I, I feel like up until then, I'm kind of taking those days off. But if we're up around there, we will personally well, meet we, you somewhere. We bought and... a really big mug, so that's why it doesn't really. Uh, it's a little bit expensive for shipping. So yeah, we're we're in a New Brunswick run right now. Um, the mug's really cool. Yes, it's great. Like it's awesome. It's the kind of if you're you know having passing over. It's good solid. Yeah, big if you're mug. like a, a like a winter campfire, everyone's outside, and you it's the kind of mug that you want full of hot chocolate and maybe whatever. Trying to cr- get your curls in, you know, it's got a good weight to it. Yeah, like it's great. For me, it's, uh, it's a huge pain for shipping. Yeah. Huge so it's not that that's, crazy, but uh, it's, it's just easier to drop it off if we can. It's a good item for people to look for at shows, maybe, or is it too much for you to lug out to shows? Um, we are going to take we a couple. <laughs> we, we got, well, we, a couple we bring people, everything on the road. <laughs> we did this time because this is our last like real like run, like other than a few like, you know, Christmas events, like and corporate events in uh, December. This is kind of our last little run to kind of wrap up the year. So we definitely took it with us and we just messaged, you know, or posted on our socials. If people want them, let us know and we'll bring it to you kind of thing. So we're dropping them basically to people in New Brunswick because that's what we're doing right now. Next week is the big Q show where we get to open for Sam Roberts and the Trues at the Scotiabank. So we're not going to like bring the bundles per se, but a couple people did ask to get them. So we'll probably meet with them prior to it. And then like, and then we'll have our regular merch. Like we've got a bunch of limited run t-shirts and all hats and toques and and cds for those vintage cd collectors <laughs> yes we're, I, like, I, we're like uh drug dealers peddling joy is what we're <laughs> out of the back of our van yeah. as we go along <laughs> we're kind of playing santa in a way you know i <laughs> love christmas like, yeah you're you definitely had the the merch game down i've been commenting that to a couple different artists as i've been going around i, I always like a merch table my my previous music experience was retail so 
I really appreciate when somebody has a good little merch stand that they can take with them on the go. And I did, I was watching you, Blake, when you were setting it up. I was like, oh yeah, okay. He knows how to find a spot and lay everything out. There's not enough people out there doing that. I, well, I appreciate that. Because it's even last night, we uh, we very cool venue, um, but they're just starting to do more live music there so they're they're figuring it out right and it's a yeah. great spot but the the one the one tip was like should have a little area where bands can set up their merch because it's just like especially in like but the they modern... in the wall and we were able to hang the t-shirts it, it actually really looked, convenient. it looked pretty cool because it was yeah, kind of the backdrop it was yeah, almost like we had our own banner uh, because of it yeah so so it was cool but yeah that's a lot of places don't always realize that that extra bit of merch that you can sell at a show can can really change it from being like an okay night to a quite profitable night. Yeah. Um and and lots of people these days that um that are coming out to it, especially places where it's like more listening rooms or um host concert styles or the new sort of brewery type of vibe that's happening. A lot of those people they they want to throw 25 30 extra dollars um for something. So people will even put those into tip jars, but if you have a little bit of color and something, something to too yeah right it's kind of because there's a lot of people that don't have cd players um you know they can't that used to be the way cds were the ultimate way to make a real income you know and suddenly the new cars came out and not a lot of people have them anymore so we still sell cds better in certain areas but certainly the, more sparse though yeah and at the end of the day like we might do one small run of cds for the new album just for the heck of it, but that's a big if, and it'll probably be the last one. So, well, luckily, vinyl seems to be coming back, and that's the coolest way, anyways. So. And limited runs on things, even though when you're on the end of the person that's creating it, it doesn't seem maybe as big of a deal right off the bat. But from a collector mentality, like if you do that over a run of a few years, like you have fans out there that have a stack of 45s or a few CDs, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like. Like they end up having everything over to this side of my wall is all music stuff. And yeah, at this point now, because of things like this, probably 50% of it's like autographed or like very yeah. limited run things that I picked up at show. So like, I basically well, have a little museum now. Those yeah. things are also their memories, right? And their, their experiences that, um, you know, people like to, to, mementos from from we sometimes we'll have something that's oh we've got a new t-shirt and we have fans that have been following and supporting us and they didn't even care what it is they're just like send me one or next time you're like it becomes the the thing almost a checkpoint of their journey in following you that they have mm. each thing that you've done along the way and it becomes this thing it, it's like uh when you hear about this is morbid but whatever the in serial killer documentaries they're just like they take an id or a watch or yeah, a, yeah. our fans are like the same way they want to like but i want to be serial killer totally the best kind they're killing our music um, no. <laughs> but so um <laughs> like we try to get cool stuff you know what i mean like uh like we won't get like boxy old t-shirts. Like we'll try to get the heathered, like well-fitted t-shirts, and like sometimes it costs a little extra. Like even this limited run was a bit more because of all the colors and the variety and stuff. But you want to start getting your style out there, and Blake's got a great eye for that kind of thing too. Like he puts those hazily fronts on the amps. He, you know, we get our carpets and our rugs to try to get our little tapestry background. He even paints like wah pedals. So like little bits of style and it, it kind of just helps figure out what you like and spread the type of, um, you know, vibe that you're trying to create. I always people. feel like we, well, you even, you mentioned the, the merch table and, and 
this has happened in several, again, these sort of new either brewery or cafe type venues that are just as far as square footage goes, they're not huge. And we'll come in with, you know, all the gear that we have. And I always feel like Rose from Titanic when you see them like loading her stuff into yeah. <laughs> and like all these huge suitcases yeah. and trunks and people see us coming. And it's just like, you may have to clear this space out for the next 25 minutes, half hour. Cause we're, we're, we're bringing everything. We we're kind of like the Ringland we, brothers a little bit. Like we have a lot of gear too, right? Like we're an acoustic duo ish, but we also have amps. So we have a lot of setup. Sometimes we bring a system depending on the gig. And like in the olden days, I used to bring my piano around and I just can't usually fit it anymore. With the band, however, sometimes I'll jump on my keyboard player's piano and that enables me to um, do it. And I probably will bring the piano around again. But when I used to live in an apartment, like even when I just did solo shows and I had like my piano, maybe my electric, my amp, my acoustic, my system, my clothes, Every time I would leave, people would be like, oh, are you moving out? <laughs> and yeah. every time I would return from a gig, they would be like, oh, are you new? Are you moving into the building? And it is a little ridiculous, but it makes like you have to reset up your office every night. And we're just we like to have it just right. It just goes with our sound and our style. And we look ridiculous. But uh, once we're in it, it's cool. It looks good when it's set up. But yeah. we're definitely that that uh, traveling caravan, you know, mm. pop up shop everywhere you go. Traveling and, Dodge caravan. Yeah. We had to get that. <laughs> I, I used to relate a lot because when I would take this stuff on the road, like I was filling totes with like mic stands and backup mics <laughs> and extra cables. And like, what if I need this adapter? And But I, I realized I don't have a full band. It's just me interviewing people. So the, the Yarmouth trip I just went on was basically things I could carry on my person as long as I had a few extra pockets. So I've, yeah. I've, I've streamlined it a lot, but I do remember a lot of days lugging around like boxes of t-shirts and display <laughs> stands and like different hangers and stuff. And, go into different places to set up shop and like where can i hang these things and yep and you, you never know too because like this world like has just evolved so quickly and it's just going at an exponential rate and you're expected to wear so many hats now so mm -hmm. it's like on the road like if we're not going to be back we're going on the road for like a month are we going to like have to record any vocals to send to touch up our single are we going to have to like do some video should i take my mic with me for that and like the better cameras and the chargers and is it their electric gigs is it their potential of doing electric gigs and versus acoustic if that's you know anyway i can yammer on about it but uh like there's just so much to overthink and overpack and you still have to kind of decide and not like make it you know a it, the journey still has to be fun so you gotta like also be careful to not like spend too much time thinking about that so bit by bit we're kind of organizing it and getting it easier to like you know get on the the move like i used to have like uh one bag where it had just one toothbrush one everything and i would just unpack and pack the neck the same day a lot of times and yeah a little bit it's like now i got two bags yes two of everything at least so i remember years ago uh, watching an interview with um we've actually written with jason mccoy from from jason mccoy and, and the road hammers and uh years ago i was probably 18 19 and i was watching an interview with him he was talking about uh he said you know the suitcase never really goes away like i never 
put my suitcase fully away. I unpack it maybe, but the suitcase is out in the bedroom because next weekend I'm going to have, like, it's just always there. And back then I thought like, that's what I want my life to be. Yeah. And now I've experienced that quite fully where it's like, oh, I, I get what he was saying. He's he, he's not being ungrateful for it, but just saying that be prepared because you're just always kind of even when you're home, you're still kind of living out of out of your suitcase in this business. And that's literally just, there is literally a suitcase always. Always. Happens. And every there's a couple of times I actually put it away and I'm like, why did I do that? Unless you're going to put it away to get a bigger suitcase. That's the only time it goes away. Yeah. So you guys are. You're taking a little break from the road going into the holidays. Will you will that maintain into the new year while you work on new material, or are you going to be hitting the road again pretty quickly? Like we got like little gigs here and there in January and February that are on the road. I mean, it's winter, so yeah. uh, don't go as abroad, no matter what. There's snowstorms and stuff it can make you uh, suddenly lose money on what should have been a rent payer. Yeah. But, um, Basically, we do have gigs in January, February, and March, kind of just sprinkling in. I'm not killing myself to get the gigs, even though winter is always a hard time because you got to basically sit on all the money you made. And mm -hmm. on top of that, we're trying to record an album. And even though we've made our own recording space, it is still insanely expensive. So, you know, we're trying to stay afloat. All your annual bills, all that stuff comes through and finish this album. But if you don't take a little bit of downtime... Like, as soon as the gigs come flying in, you just can't say no. Like, you just got to be a yes man always because uh, it, it, it's funny. Like, when you start saying no, it just disappears very quickly. It's like, yeah. it's up or down. There's no, like, middle grounds. But we are going to try and, like, chill and, like, you know, stop and sniff the roses a little bit um, while hitting the road a little bit in the new year, getting this album done. And there's lots of stuff in the works for the summer, which is exciting. A little earlier than usual. Can't announce yet, but very exciting. I've seen a lot of, uh, not specifically just to you, but uh, I've seen a lot of rumors and some fairly accurate inside information on festivals for next year. It sounds like next summer is going to be quite the summer for music in the East Coast, especially. Yeah. So it's really exciting. Now, oh. your live set, when uh, when I just saw you recently, uh, I know of you as the duo. And you do have, because you're doing a blues rock genre, basically, you do have a lot of covers that are worked in that, I mean, that's that's how you get people to fill seats. Mm -hmm. I'm curious, with an EP out and then a single out, a few more singles planned and an album in the works, like, do you do very many live shows with a fuller band or do you just mm -hmm. do the duo thing primarily for small gigs and then the full band when you're doing a bigger stage sort of yeah i mean no, I, it, it's um well we, we've done bigger stages as, as duos too we opened and... for dan arden recently that was a big gig that was a duo yeah. i think it's really more setting than anything yeah I guess, yeah um but we try and i mean we, we obviously love playing as a as a full band um it's just mm -hmm. the, the energy of playing with um, drums and bass and keys and it's just and we record our our songs when we're even when we're writing them you know we're we're always thinking at production okay what would be cool here what kind of would it be electric piano blah blah blah, blah. like we're always kind of scheming in that way so our paints to choose from yeah and we enjoy presenting the songs that way the best mm -hmm. however we're also trying to consider 
if we're writing a song or recording a song can we do this one acoustically should we have is this something that's you know too far out of the wheelhouse or is this for maybe down the road or There's certain songs I would never do electrically. And like, if we didn't have the acoustic, we would never be able to do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And vice versa. We'll probably, well, in the future, I mean, that first EP, we were really trying to sort of, I think, uh, get dialed into a sort of sound and a, and a, and a vibe, um, which is especially in the smaller sort of markets like the East coast of Canada, you, you get a lot of pressure to do that. Find your lane, find your sound, find your thing. We want to know the category. We can put you in for Music Nova Scotia, for ECMAs. Like, there, there's a lot of onus put on. Um, it doesn't even matter if that's totally what you want to do yet. You just probably, like, there's a lot of that talk that happens. Yeah. Which, which I did listen to it all for, like, the majority of my career. But now I'm just, like, I'm glad we finally are. But it's funny, well, too, because you lose fans because as you sculpt your sound. Because if you appeal to, like, everybody at first, sometimes... Uh, what? Yeah, the classically trained pianist. You know, I could be playing the Chamber of Commerce with like a dress, and then the next day I could be wearing fishnets, like ripping Zeppelin or something. And it, it does get a bit confusing. So I get it. Um, but yeah, I wish it didn't have to be so. Well, gross. I mean, I it's one of those things where it's it's sort of uh, complaining about going to a rest. If you want to come in this restaurant, you got to have a you got to have a a blazer on. It's like you can complain about the rule at all, but if you're hungry, just put on the damn coat and go into the restaurant kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. So for that first DP, it was like, let's just, let's see if we can get a group of songs here that, that work well together that are kind of, again, not in our wheelhouse. We're trying to create our wheelhouse, but we'll definitely do things in the future that are more, I listen to a lot of either folk or country or acoustic blues. So we'll, we'll certainly be incorporating more things like that as we go along that will translate very well to the duo set and that might make if we play a full band we might have to start saying well for this part of the show we're gonna we're gonna break things down a little bit which we don't really do a lot of right now if we're playing electrically yeah it's to 11 it's you know the, the whole but time it's, it's closer like in the olden days we did electric it was like such a different experience in the acoustic and it was that was a little confusing sometimes too because the album would be so different than the acoustic and the acoustic was still the majority the bread and butter it's just the easiest to export and test the waters like some places are just not conducive to a band and so i'm like so glad that we're acoustic there other places we can bring the band the next time too which is also a nice different experience um but yeah i think we're just Fine. kind of setting the tone right now for ourselves and then eventually you know, like a lot of other bands, you can experiment, but then you've already kind of at least been around to give people your vibe, like they recognize your individual sound. Mm -hmm. And the Christmas song that you have out this year mm -hmm. has brass in it as well. Yeah. yeah. So is that something that you've considered incorporating into the new album? Or is that just, it definitely gave nope. it a holiday sound. <laughs> Yeah, there's definitely brass on the new album. Actually, the new single "Righteous" has uh, uh, horns in it as well. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think there's three other songs, maybe. If there won't be brass on every song on the record, but it's it's definitely oh, no, something. Three. Sorry, you're right. We're we're trying to bring in to to you know. Not that I, I want to expand the band because it's so friggin' hard, but like, it's just Pete, our keyboard player, always says, "What does the song want?" And the songs just wanted some horns, and they're just so they sound wicked and. It is really fun just like having like a really good musician like for that the melatones two of the horn players came in and just like having using them as your paintbrush for the day it's just like so much fun 
but uh, it is a little scary because I, I don't want to expand the band just yet. And uh, um, well, it's like I find with certain songs, um, Righteous is a great example where it's like it, it's not a very complex arrangement as far as there, there's, you know, you have an A section and a B section, and that's really all that there is to the song. So having different levels sonically, like when, you, when you're doing something like that, it becomes, okay, we've got a lot of space here. Mm -hmm. What can we do with this? And then you start. I'm I'm a big. Both of us are are a big fan of um, mid late '60s soul music. Um, so that stuff had horns on it. And late, and, I'd say our most favorite. That's like actually the same at the same time, which is rare. Is <laughs> Nathaniel Rayliff. He's got a lot of horns. Yeah, yeah. So when you write stuff where it's like, you know, what would sound really good on this, and we have the ability to get in touch with those people, it was like as as much as it you know makes recording a bit more expensive it um as soon as we heard it on a couple of those songs it was like we're making we're making the right choice it won't be on every tune but i think from this point going forward if we continue having songs that horns are going to sound good on we're doing it so it does mean that the odd time we're going to be doing shows without those horns and people you know but we do that acoustically and people still seem yeah. to really enjoy it so i think like the odd show where we can really just afford to like you know spend more money on that um, next weekend, actually, at the queue, we're going to have a couple horn players. Yeah, we'll have it. We'll oh, have cool. it. That'll be our very first show with a couple horn players. So. Well, that's exciting. I'm sure that's going to be. Is it already like a sold out thing? Like, that's. I've... No, I think there's still tickets. I think. I'm pretty sure there's still tickets left. Yeah, but that's going to be a big show. I know a lot of Get people getting pretty excited to go to that. Yeah, we're so, looking forward to it. Now, the single itself, you're both singles righteous and your christmas single you can get them both on Bandcamp. they're available mm -hmm. on all the streaming services but Spotify and youtube is where we're really trying to push people because we go. haven't really pushed them in the past and that is important so spotify YouTube. perfect and another question from that actually for youtube i did notice because i'm a youtube content creator and i follow your channel You've been putting a lot of new content over the last, like over a long period of time, but the last few days you've been putting a lot of content on there as well. Yeah, just the last two months, actually, October, November. Kind of forgot yesterday now that you're bringing it up. Um, <laughs> we released a single, though, so it was more more about in, until that. Where I'll probably we... start again in December. and Yeah, because we just didn't before. We're the worst at that. But once we start something... We're just, we're just trying to join you all in the future you know it's yeah. like these days it's it's at, at the, again it complaining about you know i gotta have a collar on my shirt for this but look if you want to come in this is what you need and these days yeah. a lot of people are consuming stuff on youtube mm -hmm. and it's becoming even more now of uh you know lots of people in their 50s and 60s like to put on youtube on the screen on when they're at home and and so it's like everybody is kind of participating in it and we just didn't have enough there to join in that party so we're trying to and we're, you know you're running your business you're you're wearing every hat which never mm -hmm. used to be the case and you were expected to do so much and like keep up with the exponential ever-changing knowledge that is becoming available and the competitiveness of it but youtube i mean we have such like solid followers like we we may not have the biggest fan base but we've got like really strong wonderful followers that have supported us on instagram and facebook so our best way of releasing stuff is there because that's where we interact that's where people have supported us the most and where we can best get the word out for our shows however if somebody's checking us out for the first time 
And we're just finally starting to export, thank God, because that's really what we need to do. Um, they're not going to go to Instagram and Facebook. You know, they're going to mm -hmm. go to YouTube. No, that's look, the biggest platform. Live footage on. I mean, even we've had we plenty really... of people. Hey, somebody told me that you guys were planning to come down and check you out. I had never seen you. So I went on YouTube and found it. So it's just it's very clear that it's um, YouTube as much as a business and a calling card. Um, so we're just trying to, again, get enough up there that if to get people in the doom scroll you know yeah. what i mean we're hoping to get them in stuck in the campbell johnson feedback loop so we're they just you know and before it was like you could run through what we had there pretty quickly mm. so we're just trying to get you stuck in the youtube purgatory of campbell johnson yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because like we we've, we've developed our family really like we were just saying we're very close with a lot of our fans and that's how we met them and we're staying at a fan's house right now has become like our family and um it's just it's kind of neat i think a lot of people enjoy being part of the ride and they they get your merch they like put you up sometimes they get you gigs they just become your friends they end up being the people you have heart to hearts with and inspire yeah. your music and it's just kind of a neat thing because you see it it's been a you know like bob dylan always said build a ladder to the stars and climb on every rung and it's kind of like that and everybody's part of the step-by-step -step process so it's a very like you know heartwarming journey as cheesy as that sounds um but it well, is it's really nice and, it, and it's in the east coast it's there's a there is definitely i think a thing where um you know we're we're the east coast of canada you we you can feel small potatoes out here a lot mm -hmm. and uh, just like you know um when Crosby got in the NHL and, and he was becoming, you know, uh, debatable with Ovechkin. But, I mean, people were, this guy is the best person to ever play the game, is what some people were saying. And they were like, that's in my backyard. People yeah. feel something about that. Yeah. It feels like you're getting one for all of us. And um, I see, like, your history and, like, how... Each time you get a big gig and they're excited with you. Yeah. And like, you it's, know, it's each one time... for everybody. It's one for it makes them like, hey, we've been supporting these people or this person for a long time. And it's validation almost more so for them, because in a lot of cases, there's been times in our career where if it wasn't for those people, mm -hmm. our reality at the time would have been much starker than than yeah. what it was. And, and we that's not lost on us that. That uh, through the the grace of family and friends and and just you know good gracious people that you meet along the way, we've been able to do this and it and it hasn't been as as hard for for us as it has been for some you know we're like we're knock on wood wherever it is we, we it's it's been because of that so it's yeah a, not an easy road um, you wouldn't do it unless this is what you were meant to do I made peace with that when I realized. I don't have to think about my past. This it just it eventually became my path. And first, I was going to school. I did my honors in psych. I was an A student, and then I was like, it, I just had a big revelation, and I uh, just put that to rest. And then I just completely dedicated myself to music. But it is it's a hard road, but uh, it's just the road that I believe that I'm I'm meant to pursue. Well, I think we'll play off with your christmas single now but i really want to have you back on in 2024 to yeah. hear about the new album and maybe at that point you can reveal what festivals you're involved in <laughs> yeah totally let's do it well thank you again for your time and thank uh you, yeah definitely, thanks so much Anybody out there that's following along, there's more Christmas stuff coming. And if you hit subscribe to my channel, then pop over and hit subscribe to their channel as well. 
right. Thanks again. You got it. Thank you, Darcy. Bye. Bye. Cheers. It's my favorite time of year again. Everybody starts to get again. Indulgence free from judgment of friends. I say Merry Christmas to me. It's that time again.